We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. It's just a weird week in which you have so many options at each position just because there's all these favorable matches for a lot of teams at the top of the table going against teams near the bottom of the table. So there's just so many options, which makes it, um, which makes for an interesting week, I guess. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. What is up, guys? Welcome into another edition of the Roto-Wire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I'm Skylar Redpath, here to talk Week 21 of MLS Fantasy. And with me is Adam Zadroik, our usual host, Andrew Laird, is out in Las Vegas with the rest of the Roto-Wire team. And we didn't we didn't land on the plane. We didn't end up with a plane ticket for this one. So um, getting the call up to uh, to bring you guys the podcast. So Adam, how's it going, man? Pretty good. Probably not as good as Andrew. He's probably sitting poolside right now, <laughs> having a couple of drinks, just enjoying life. Yeah. JD's over in Europe. So I mean, yeah, that's right. We've we've got to uh, throw out number two overall, JD Bazo, one of the the regular contributors to the podcast. He is gallivanting over in Europe right now trying to to uh 
figure out a way to get that number one spot with with one week left so uh, we're going to do our best to break down week 21 for you guys we've got uh, two teams playing twice this week minnesota united hosts new england wednesday night and then minnesota united also plays again at home this weekend new england plays again on the road at new york red bulls so it looks like minnesota is probably the uh the better play of the two DGW teams, um, which we'll get into a little bit more. But, Adam, how did last week, week 20, go for you? That uh, was pretty good overall. Um, I know we talked about going the a couple defenders from NYFC. I, I may have said that I wasn't going to do that, but then I ended up doing two defenders and Sean Johnson. So I ended up uh, pretty good overall with Morales captain. Um I didn't have Nikolic in my team, but I, st I still made it out. Yeah, Nikolic started off with a goal, and then he rested the second game. So I don't think, you know, that really hurt or helped anybody too much. I did have him on my team. I had him in a switcheroo scenario. Ended up with eight points, so I left him in. Um, pretty good week overall for me, though. I had 168 points, good for 140th uh, week rank. And I'm up to 59 overall heading into the last week. I'm number two in the Atlanta United League, so I've kind of got my eye on um, hopefully leapfrogging the, the guy I'm first right now and at least taking that down, having something to uh, to be happy about um, with the spring season. It's been a little bit of a frustrating season up and down, but I, you know, I'd say end of the season I've got something to play for, so that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Um, and then, yeah, we've got J.D. sitting at number two overall. I think he's 21, 21 points back, so he's not out of it. Um, I mean, it's going to take some differential plays for sure, but I wouldn't put it past J.D. to uh, to throw something out there to, to give himself a shot at taking that thing down. Yeah, I mean, 20 points uh, feels like a lot. You need, uh, you need something crazy to happen almost. He's got to go with, like, a differential um, differential captain, maybe hope that, I don't know, I guess we'll be talking about it shortly, but someone from Minnesota that a lot of people are captaining, hoping like one of those guys, like Quintero, busts or something like that. Because um, otherwise 20 points feels like a big leap here in this MLS game. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you'd like to, to hope that there would be more double game week players to choose from other than uh... – Minnesota and New England, right? Um, but that's what we've got. So um, let's jump right in. I know your rankings are up over at rotowire.com. Um, my rankings should be up on mlssoccer.com sometime this afternoon. We're we're recording on a Tuesday, so. Um, but yeah, Darwin Quintero up there at the top. I think he's got to be the top forward for everybody this week. Um, he's at the top of mine also. So. Um, you said it in your notes. I mean, he's got four goals and, and two assists in his last two home games, two home games this week. So I just I don't think you overthink this one. Um, really like his matchup uh, Wednesday night, the first game against New England. I think it's a little bit tougher this weekend against LAFC. But either way, I just I think he's got to be in, in our lineup. Yeah, there's really no question about it. Um, I have him as my top captain too. I mean, just the amount he's producing – um, he should have the low, or he should have a high floor because he has the two matches. But then, you know, if he's producing, it's a brace, goes out and gets another hat trick or something. You got the upside too, but um, I mean, those are tough matchups. Uh, but I, 
will say LAFC's defense hasn't been the greatest on the road. Uh, they've allowed multiple goals in, well, at least their last five road matches. Both New England and LAFC are allowing uh, at least two goals per match on the road. So if you have any doubts, uh, I mean, there aren't really that many doubts, um, except for Minnesota not being a good team. <laughs> so I guess that's a big doubt, but... You got two matches at home. There's not really much you can uh, oppose that with. Yeah, there's always the Minnesota factor. They've actually seems like they've actually been pulling off some results here at home. So let's hope it keeps up because I know I'll probably have max exposure to, to Minnesota. What about anybody else from these two DGW teams at Ford? I mean, I think Christian Ramirez from Minnesota is at least an option. I don't know that anybody's gonna want to go there unless you do really want to go a little bit uh, off the cuff with a differential. Um, and then I think Juan Aguidelo is probably re- realistically the only other DGW forward that you could consider. Um, I guess we should point out that Christian Pena picked up a red card last game, so he's actually going to be suspended for the first leg of the double game week. So that kind of puts him out of play for me with just one game on the road at New, uh, New York. I'm sorry. So um, staying away from him, but yeah, I mean – Really, neither of the other two options look like a realistic shot at, at cracking my lineup. What about yours? Yeah, if anything, I think it'd be just Ramirez because Minnesota doesn't really have a ton of other options. Uh, if you want to use you know, four guys, you can go their goalkeeper. I don't know if you want a defender. We'll talk about it later. And then their midfielders are so-so outside of Miguel Ibarra, but... Yes, you could throw Ramirez in your lineup, and like you said, Agudelo, he's not even, he hasn't even been a regular starter all year, and he probably will only be starting this one match at Minnesota and then giving way to Pania over the weekend. So, it's, if you're, you don't really want to count on Agudelo on the road, basically. So, um, I'd, if you wanted to mix it up, just go Ramirez. And then hope he scores against New England, and then uh, that'll be enough, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think the the main draw to Aguidelo would be like the he's bare minimum 4.0, so he's a salary saver. Like if you actually need um, to do that at this point in the season, I don't know where right. your uh, bankroll sits right now, but I just looked, I checked mine earlier. I think I'm up over 151 million, so. I don't have to worry about saving money, but I know some guys out there at one point in the season, Andrew was uh, struggling to find cash for some of the targets he had. Uh, but hopefully nobody's in that spot um, to where you'll have to try to pay down for a guy like Aguidelo. Um, yeah, I'm at like 140. I still feel like I'm up over. I need. I have like 20, 20 million extra every week almost, it seems like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess too, another thing to consider is if you really want to go um, give these double game week guys a, a shot, the differential guys like the Ramirez and Aguidelo, I mean, we could use that first game to put some guys on our bench, just see how they do, and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, let them auto-sub in if they happen to do good. I just don't know if I want to waste uh, a spot on one of those guys with some of these single game week guys, which I guess we can run down your, your rankings. We've, we've got We've both got Joseph Martinez up there at number two at home against D.C. United. Um, guys on pace to 
break the all or the season single season scoring record in MLS. So I just don't think you can avoid him at this point. I mean, he's he's scoring goals pretty much game in and game out and a matchup like this against DC United just feels like a game that he could you know, he could hit for two goals or, or possibly even a hat trick. So I just I don't think you want to be caught without him. Yeah, definitely. I think it's uh, he scored in eight of his last nine matches, and multiple of those matches, there's one's been a hat trick, one's been a brace. So I mean, he's just scoring, and now he's going against DC. I think they've allowed 27 goals in 12 road matches this year, so mm-hmm. you can't really go wrong. Um, I mean, he'd be number one if Quintero didn't have two matches. Right. But yeah, but I mean, other than those two guys. Um, I think the only difference, or the main difference we have, I have Zardes uh, a little higher than you, and you have Giovinco a little higher than me. Um, so The Zardes play definitely looked a little more, uh, I don't know. I mean, it's a great matchup against Orlando at home. Um, it just feels like some of the guys I've, I've got a head of Zardes might be a little bit safer of a play, whereas Zardes is that is more of that goal-dependent forward. Uh, but I see where you're going with it. Yeah, Giovinco, I mean, he can always, he's always a guy who's going to be around the ball. Um, I probably ranked him a little too lower uh, than he deserved to be, but I kind of went with a lot of the guys that are playing at home over him. And, uh, I mean, Giovinco, he's, he's been providing here and there, uh, a decent floor, I guess you could say. Except uh, he just hasn't—he just hasn't been the same explosiveness in fantasy that he was last year. I feel like he was putting up, you know, double-digit points pretty often, and he doesn't have that many this year. So that's—that's that's the only uh, thing I have with him. And they're on the road. Not that Chicago is great, but right. uh, I just prefer some of these other guys that are in good situations to score above him. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, Juvenko's definitely been a big drop-off after last season. Um, but I think for me it's the matchup, I guess, at Chicago. Chicago just leaking goals right now, and Toronto's desperate for points. I could see them putting it together here and, and coming away with a result. And feels like Juvenko will be involved. But, I mean, just looking at the list, like there's several single-game week forwards that are in pretty good spots. You've got... The LAFC guys, Vela and Diamande, at Minnesota. That'll be uh, Minnesota's second game of the DGW. Um, and so I guess we should throw out, too, that there's several teams still alive in the U.S. Open Cup that are actually playing in the quarterfinals Wednesday night. LAFC's one of them. So um, something to keep an eye on. Just, uh, you know, make sure certain players aren't injured or or whatnot in these games because there are you know there's just as much chance of uh these guys being rotated over the weekend as there are with these two dgw teams so something to be aware of at least um but yeah i mean for me i think the lafc guys are in play vela came back this past weekend and um started went the full 90 and really showed again why he's probably one of the best fantasy players out there i mean he was active swinging crosses and taking shots throughout the game and um, pretty unfortunate not to get on the end of anything but I don't know a game against Minnesota feels like a spot that you want a guy like Vela in and then I think we uh, 
after discussing it last week, it looks like we both got Vela ahead of Diamande now, um, now that he's back in the fold. So, um, anybody, any other forwards that just pop off at, at you as, uh, you know, somebody that stands out as a single game week forward? Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's there's so many options because all these teams have, you know, favorable spots at home. Uh, I wouldn't even, like, I have Jefferson Saverino in my uh, top 10 at number nine. And that's, I mean, that's not a guy that we're often talking about, but Real Salt Lake are 8-1-1 one, and one at home. And Colorado are not good. So... <laughs> You got to think that Real Salt Lake will be good for two goals, maybe three, and Saverino will hopefully be on the end of one of those. So, I mean, you have a lot of guys like that. Um, we even got I got Zlatan down in my rankings. Uh, he didn't play last week because he didn't uh, didn't want to put him on the uh, on the turf. But right, he I mean he's another guy that's way down there. Uh, even Houston at home against Dallas. Yeah, uh, you got so there's. There's plenty of options, so yeah. I mean, there's other ways to go than Martinez and Quintero, but the safest places to go are those two guys. So right, that's what I like about this week is it does feel like there's going to be a forward that you know is going to go off, and there's just so many good options that I think there's going to be. I think ownership's going to be spread out. I mean, BWP at home against New England looks really good, so it's going to be some def- decisions to be made. Um, what about uh, Wayne Rooney making his debut? I guess we're we're still gonna take a wait and see and, and wait until he cracks the starting lineup. I guess too, he doesn't have a a great matchup at Atlanta. Oh yeah, you got him at twenty there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he he made the, no, he made I, the cut. <laughs> no, yeah, the the match at Atlanta. I don't I don't foresee DC scoring, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back Rooney. I put Dom Dwyer in that spot. I think there's gonna be. I think that game will be a little more, a little more even between Orlando and Columbus there. Yeah, that's fair. I, I do uh, notice here you've you've got Will Bruin plugged in at number sixteen. I believe I've got Raul Rui Diaz, their new forward signing. I've got him plugged in instead of Bruin, which you know right now Bruin's a starter, and that could be the case this weekend. But I you know I know Rui do it. Rui Diaz is going to make his debut. We don't know if he's going to start or come off the bench, but that's a guy to keep an eye on. I think once he, once he's fit and once he's getting minutes, um, he's going to be scoring goals. He's going to be assisting. I mean, he seems like a fantasy point uh, elite option that we'll have at our disposal. So that's a guy I'm looking forward to, to playing more of. I just I don't know, um, you know, without knowing if he starts and then playing. Let's see, they play. Seattle plays. Afternoon on Saturday, yeah. so he's he's an option. I just I don't feel I don't think we can confidently roll him out in his his debut. Just kind of like Rooney, maybe wait and see and see how he fits in. Yeah, it's kind of the same situation. Rooney comes on, grabs an assist, but um, he's not starting, so he can't really uh, be confident in actually using him. So right, Deal. I think we've covered. Most of the forwards there, um, midfield we've got, we've both got Miguel Ibarra at the top of our midfielder rankings, and we've also got Diego Fagundes. It looks like we've pretty much got an identical top four, maybe top five. Um, Diego Fagundes at two, who also has a double game week, and then Miguel Al- Almaron at three, Nico Ladero 
at four and Diego Valeri at five. So feels like to me it's pretty clear that those are the top five options this week. And then after that, I mean, you know, you could take a, I think you could probably take a shot with some of these DGW guys, like the, uh, the Ibsens and the um, Teal Bunburys. But it feels like, you know, it feels like to me it's pretty clear that the, the top five got top five options uh, you'll want to have in your lineup. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ibarra and Fagundes just stand out over everyone else on their team uh, just because they have such high floors, whereas, like you mentioned, Ibsen, Schuler, Bunbury, uh, you can't really count on those guys. Uh, I put it in my notes, like Bunbury, I mean, he could score at Minnesota, but he could also get two points in, in each road match and have four total, so... And then Ibsen and Schuler, those guys sit back a little more, and they don't really have much of an upside. Whereas I kind of, I kind of move them down in favor of, uh, because of all these nice home matches uh, with like Katai and Rusnik and Kaku there for the Red Bulls. So uh, like Ford, I mean, there's still plenty of options really that you can look at. Um, but like you said, there's uh, there's a top five that. A lot of these guys are going to be a lot of rosters, but you could have a guy down at near our rankings, below 10 in our rankings, and they'd still put up, you know, double-digit points. Yeah, I mean, I think you could realistically make a case for, I mean, almost the top 20 for a roster spot. I mean, we already mentioned how these guys have, how the single-game week guys have some good matchups, and I mean, even... Think about a guy like Kaku, who's one of the leading assist getters in the league, um, home to New England, who will be on the second leg of their double game week. Um, I like that matchup a lot. And you already pointed out the RSL at home against Colorado. That puts Rusnak pretty high on the radar for me. So I think for me and probably a lot of players, it's going to come down to uh, you know, how heavy you want to go in your midfield with the DGW guys, or do you want to go with some of the more consistent single game week guys like the, the Lodero's and the Valeri's. Um, and then again, I mean, we could, if you don't think you'll end up, uh, or if you want to take that risk, I guess you could use a guy like, uh, Teal Bunbury or an Ibsen off the bench in a switcheroo and just kind of see how they do. Um, and, you know, have another option, on deck to to auto sub in so yeah and that that wednesday match is the most favorable match for minnesota and new england of the week so if they don't get anything from there you're not gonna it's not gonna really change your thoughts about the their next match on saturday so you know if bumberry ibsen they, they produce you know at least four or five points then I guess that's in a decent enough position that you'd want to keep them in your roster. Right, and it looks like Minnesota play Sunday, so you know we'll get to see the Revs. We'll get to see both Revs games before four of the games kick off on Saturday night. So the Revs, if you're if you're considering using anybody in a switcher, then the Revs would probably be the players to do it with because you'll at least get to see how they perform over both games. Um, uh, Minnesota Minnesota's at home against LAFC on Sunday and then the Revs are at New York on Saturday night right yeah okay so it um, looks like I mean 
I think for me then then Kintero, or not Kintero, Ibarra and Fagundes are pretty much locked in. And then I just I love uh, Ladera at home against Vancouver, possibly with uh, Rui Diaz debuting. And then I like Rusnak a lot. I mean, I think I'm probably just gonna end up with five mid with five midfielders again this week. Um, I had a three-five-two last week and it worked out pretty well, and it, it looks like that's how it's shaping up again this week. But um, any kind of under the radar midfielders that you think could have a big week? I think anyone on anyone on Atlanta really. I guess that's not really under the radar, but. I put Ezekiel Barco and Julian Gressel. I mean, they're down there. If Atlanta's always possible to go for three or four goals at home, and if that happens, you know, those guys will be involved yeah. in some of the goals. So, Yeah, I like, uh, it. like the matchup. No, uh, no Yamil Assad revenge game for you going back to Atlanta. <laughs> he played good um, last I, week. I actually threw him down in the in the last spot of my of my midfield there rankings. Go. There we go. <laughs> Got the revenge game narrative. Yeah. So uh, just in case something happens, he's he's there for me. But I think that's I think that's how Chris Pontius made it into mine because he's got the big revenge game at Philly this weekend. So he's number thirty. <laughs> my my rankings go all the way down to thirty. And uh, Pontius has been he's been putting it together recently. He's had a pretty nice run. Um, I think he's he could keep it going at Philly, but uh, we'll see. I'm, I don't think I'm going to be – usually those guys around the, the 30 mark don't get too much consideration in my actual roster. So, um, Except for Gressel there. You got him at 28. Yeah. He's, re- he's yeah. ready for a couple assists. Yeah, Gressel, I mean, anytime you're in an attack with that many attacking weapons surrounding you, then, yeah, Gressel's in a great right. spot. It just – you know, you start with Al Marone and then you go down to Barco. It's just like it's hard. Yeah. To, it's hard to justify ever putting Gristle in your lineup. But I don't blame anybody that's gone that route, and it's obviously paid dividends this season. So, all right, let's uh, let's jump on over to defender, and looks like we've got another loon at the top, Francisco Calvo, who's uh, has been pretty solid lately. Um, I think I mentioned. In my notes, I think he's had three assists in two games since returning for the world from the World Cup. So he's been getting forward. He's able to collect defensive points. Um, you know, I mean, I guess it's Minnesota, but there's two games at home. There's a chance they'll get a clean sheet. I mean, I think New England's probably their best chance, but, I, you know, can't rule out the clean sheet points. So I think Calvo is a pretty clear number one this week for me. Yeah, same with me. Um, he, I mean, he's he's been he's had the highest floor of any defender on Minnesota, and if they get the clean sheet, then there you go. But I was kind of I think he's I see you have you know you're all the top seven are all DGW guys. I kind of mix mine up a little bit just because I wasn't as confident in some of these other guys. Just because the rest of the Minnesota guys, I you know they don't have much of a floor. <laughs> I think uh, I saw your note. Coleman uh, yeah. or Boxall has like a floor of one. That's yeah, what exactly. You said on your <laughs> I mean, that. that's that was my main worry. If, if they allow a couple goals each match, which is possible, and then you're stuck with two points from them. And then uh, my worries with Mears and Boxall is that. Uh, 
I'm not sure either one of those guys, they might not be starting both matches. Right. Um, I think Mears just returned to the lineup. Um, but Boxall, like the Minnesota's mixed up their back line uh, all around pretty much for, I don't know, a good portion of the season. So, and, the, and I think Galvo's the only one maybe that's in the best position to start both matches. And then he has the high up, or the high floor. So I think that just makes him the safest option by far for, I guess, the overall week. Yeah, so, I mean, really it's going to be Quintero at Ford, Ibarra at midfield, Calvo um, at defender. And then, I mean, I think you could justify putting Shuttleworth in goals. So it's like... Uh, mm-hmm week of minnesota but um yeah so after calvo for me like andrew farrell i don't love that he's got both games on the road but feels like he's feels like he's uh and you you alluded to to this in your notes too but i mean new england are going to be without um their one of their main center backs de la maya and they're missing some other pieces it feels like farrell's a pretty safe shot at playing two games and he's been picking up some bonus points so I feel like he's a pretty good play just based on bonus point potential alone. Like, I feel like he's got maybe, like, I don't know, I think he's got a good seven to eight points in him just um, without any clean sheets or, like, attacking points or anything like that. So, um, and then, yeah, yeah. you can, yeah, sir, you can envision three or four points for him each match. Right. Uh, if, if all goes well, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with it. Um, and then, you know, not rolling out that New England go on the road and, and pick up a clean sheet at Minnesota. I mean, that's certainly not impossible, um, even though Minnesota's attack's been looking a lot better lately. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think when you look at mine, uh, I'm t- obviously top-heavy on the DGW defenders just based on the uh, the potential. I mean, there's nothing really that jumps out as far as, like, their fantasy appeal yeah. other than just the minutes. So, um, but I think once you get past the DGW guys, if you're going to, you know, if you don't want to throw a dart with some of those guys after, say, Calvo, um, for me, I think my, my Biala from Portland has been one of the better fantasy defenders, um, guy that's picking up defensive points. Portland have been really good in the back, and then he's also getting forward on set pieces, too. He scored a couple of goals um two or three weeks ago and so it feels like he's probably going to be the first single game week defender in my lineup and looks like you've got uh gonzalez perez up there pretty high so um anything jump out at you that sets him apart from any of the other single game defenders uh not really just that there's a few teams that aren't really that much different I guess in terms of getting clean sheet like Atlanta uh, Portland like you said even New York uh, the Red Bulls against New England and Real Salt Lake so there's you know there's a few different options you can go and there's not much of a difference uh, like I mean Mabiala, Gonzalez Perez, Parker those guys are pretty much in the same area I just threw in some double game week guys there and in front of Mabiala um, but really uh, just looking through the list, like Justin Glad in there um, against Colorado, he's not much worse than any of the Atlanta guys, I'd say, or Mabiala. Um, right. The same with the with the New York guys, Long, Lawrence, Kamar Lawrence. 
So there's, I mean, it's it's just a weird week in which you have so many options at each position just because there's all these favorable matches for a lot of teams at the top of the table going against teams near the bottom of the table. So there's just so many options, which makes it... Um, which makes for an interesting week, I guess. Yeah, it makes for an interesting final week to the season. I mean, it could end up being, you know, uh, taking a stance with which defense you want to target for, for a clean sheet, or you could even, you know, take the approach, like in JD's position, for instance, where he needs to make up 20 points. I mean, you want defenders, you want anybody in your lineup to have uh, that goal-scoring upside, so I think you can... Even consider a guy like uh, Philippe Senderos, who got on the score sheet uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I think we actually uh, we brought his name up and then kind of just, I think JD actually dismissed him pretty much immediately. <laughs> he goes on to, to uh, have just a huge game week. I mean, I, I want to say he ended up with like 30 points or something <laughs> crazy like yeah. that. Um, and so he was off this past week. I think he was given some rest just with a busy schedule. But, I mean, yeah, I feel like it's going to be – that could be the difference maker. Like, there's going to be a guy like that that shows up with a, a goal or something and a clean sheet, and that could make up a lot of ground right there. And I think, you know, I mentioned Senderos. I like Gonzalez Perez. He's a guy that gets forward on set pieces. Kamar Lawrence has been active in the attack. Um, and then Harrison Afool, um, that – matchup at home against Orlando looks like one that could have some goals in it and he's coming off of four shots in his last game he came up empty handed but you gotta love a defender that's getting off shots like that yeah I was uh, I was going between him and uh, Valenzuela decided to go with Valenzuela I felt like he's he's shown a little bit a little higher floor for most of the season but yeah I mean either one of those guys could could put in a pretty big performance given Orlando's uh, penchant for allowing goals. So, Yeah, Rito Ziegler is another guy just I think that's kind of creeping up on the radar, mainly just because of his set piece and, and penalty kick appeal. Um, he took a PK this past weekend and scored, and so I know he's stepped, stood over some free kicks too. Um, you know, it's a rivalry matchup at Houston. Um, just trying to throw out some names of guys that just have that upside that could, you know, could set you apart if you're really needing to gain some ground on the leaderboard. So mm-hmm. I'm probably not going to go there myself, but I do think that he's got some appeal to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, it's got to be Calvo. It's going to be uh, Mabiala. And then after that, I'm just going to have to, you know, take a stance and say, I want to go with one of these other guys. Like I'm, I'm kind of leaning Harrison awful. Um, just to have that extra attacking firepower in my lineup. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'll probably take a, around the same kind of approach. Uh, probably only one uh, DGW defender. I don't see myself backing anyone outside of Calvo. Uh, I mean, that might change the next day, but <laughs> I don't foresee that happening. But uh, I yeah. think I lied. I think I lied last week about my NYC defender. So. <laughs> All right, so goalkeeper, I mean, I really feel like Shuttleworth, two games at home, jumps out as the number one option. Um, you know, I could I could see where you might want to start them in a switcheroo scenario, but, I mean, it feels like with their game on uh, Sunday, you know, you'll really get to, to know 
how he's done after the first game. So it's like, I mean, that's kind of the game that we're banking on him to have a big game, I guess. So if he flops that one, then yeah, I mean, you could keep him on the bench and then give yourself an, another shot at a clean sheet. So um, for me, I've got uh, Robles as the top single game week keeper. Looks like you've got Jeff Atanella, who's pretty strong option. I mean, it feels, again, it kind of feels like we've got several options at our disposal as far as like single game week keepers with good matchups. So um, any reason that Atanella gets the nod for you over any of these other guys? Yeah, I was, I was pretty back and forth between Portland and Atlanta for defensively in these two matches, and I went with Atanella um, just because of how bad Montreal had been on the road as of late. Uh, lost nine of 11 matches, and while uh, while Piatti's having these great games, most of them are at home, and they're just not the same team. And, I mean, what Portland just held LAFC scoreless on the road, and they're playing pretty well right now, uh, especially defensively. You mentioned Mabiala in the in defender segment. Um, I actually have Guzan and Atanella over... Matt Turner, I just wasn't, I don't know, I just don't believe in the uh, revolution on the road, I guess. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I guess you could hope for, you know, three points each match without a clean sheet because he'll be going to be getting maybe three saves each match. Um, so there's six points, I guess, so that's not terrible. Uh, I just like the clean sheet potential of Atanel and Guzan a little more. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, again, for me, it's really just the I don't love Turner as a standalone play. It's just the two shots at the clean sheet, mm-hmm. even even though they're not you know the greatest of matchups. I mean, I think Minnesota, like we said, is probably the most most realistic shot that he has at a clean sheet. So, you know, in the event that that happens, and then he's got another game on top of that, I feel like he can be justified at number two. But I mean, I see definitely see the uh, the reasoning for giving one of those other guys a shot above him. For me, I like Robles at home against New England. Um, the Revs, I mean, I guess they'll be getting Pania back for what that's worth, but it just feels like they're overmatched here. Three goals. <laughs> uh, it's MLS, man. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me, but yeah, I, mean, it's, I don't know. New England coming off the second game of their DGW, maybe a little heavier legs. Um, Red Bulls at home. So, uh, you know, again, I feel like a case could be made for Atanella, for Guzan, even for, like, Nick Romando at home to Colorado. So it's really kind of just pick your poison, um, you know, decide which team you feel like has the best clean sheet shot and go that route. I mean, you could even, if you if you really want to go heavy, then you could correlate your goalkeeper, say, like a Robles and uh, Kamar Lawrence, correlate your goalkeeper and your defender, um, you know, hope that you get the clean sheet, hope that you get some more points along the way, then could be some pretty big, uh, pay some pretty big dividends if everything plays out just right. So, Yeah, if you want to go crazy, you could just captain one of those guys too, <laughs> captain Captain Kamara Lawrence, and then, you know, hope for maybe a goal or assist to go to the clean sheet, and there you go, 15 points right there. There it is. I don't think I saw Kamara Lawrence in your uh, in your captain article though, so. Um, not sure if it's up yet, but 
Oh, I think I forgot about him. Uh, whoops. Um, hey, it is the last week of the season, so you know you got to get yeah. got to get a little crazy to make up some ground. I don't know if I'm going to be going too crazy with uh, with captaining a defender. Um, I don't know. I mean, Calvo. You know, he's been. Yeah, I mean, we talked like, about it last week, and yeah. Tinnerholm and uh, Kyans both had 23 and 24 points. Yeah. So, there you go. Granted, that was with two clean sheets. So right. and a goal from from yeah. uh, Tenor home that that helped but yeah i mean 24 times 2 48 points not a bad haul for a defender captain yeah so it if you happen. think uh you think calvo is going to get all of Quintero's goals then uh, there's your captain that's right oh man i think that's it so i mean you said Quintero captain i don't think there's any really is you know if you're playing the the best choice this week i think Quintero's got to be it um any other captain thoughts there? You just yeah, it's pretty it much. Quintero. <laughs> yeah, Quintero, uh, he's just he just has the highest upside, and Ibarra is kind of in that same conversation, but he's not scoring hat tricks like Quintero is. Right, uh, he's more he's more supplying for him. So both those guys will have a decent uh, floor because of the two home matches, but the hat trick upside, the goal upside of Quintero just puts him above Ibarra. Um, you know, as for everyone else, I put Fergundes uh, behind those guys just because, you know, he has those two matches. And it's not that I like him that much over uh, Martinez of, Joseph Martinez of Atlanta, but he's playing 180 minutes, whereas, you know, Martinez is playing one match. Right. Um, yeah. But I just think going with the double game week guys for captain just makes the most sense. You yeah. could you could foresee a Martinez hat trick, but that's obviously a little more <laughs> risky to bank on a hat trick as compared to a guy that has two home matches. So, yep, yeah, I think for me it always goes back to the the minutes equal production um, argument, and you know, Joseph Martinez is the better forward, but uh, two games for for Darwin Quintero, then that does it for me. So. Um, but yeah, let's. I think we I think we pretty much hit on everything there. So, um, any final thoughts this week? Uh, just that uh, this might be the first time, maybe the last time all season that I'm using uh, four Minnesota players. So, <laughs> uh, congrats to the Loons, and uh, hopefully they can win a couple of three-zero games. There we go. Well, thanks so much for. Uh, for that and best of luck to everybody this week final week so blow it out jd take down number one we're we're all pulling for you over here and uh yeah guys we'll be back i believe it will be for the first week of the fall season i'm sure the details for that are are gonna be coming out here in the coming days so keep an eye out for that and good luck this week guys yeah good luck guys Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. 
Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.